Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are again for our weekly podcast with the coach and the prof. Coming to you a little early on Wednesday. Podcast will be posted tomorrow on Thursday, barring any crazy setbacks with the, with our server. But, prof, we're sitting on a crucial week as a University of Tennessee fan. By far the biggest game of your and my life as a Tennessee fan as Tennessee travels to Athens to take on the Bulldogs. So much Woo! to talk about, so much to say. Playoff rankings came out last night, and we are number one, and I heard Knoxville screaming from <laughs> miles away. Uh, like we had won something. States away, sir. States away. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but nevertheless, we are excited about the big matchup in Athens between the hedges, Tennessee, Georgia, where the Vols sit as a current eight point underdog on the road um and we both were talking pre-podcast so we are absolutely shocked that nut number is still above a touchdown at eight and we encourage everyone to jump on that number right we may be ranked number one but we still not getting the respect we deserve it, it opened at nine and that was tied for the largest spread ever between a number one and number two team ever. Yep. And yet now it's only come down to eight. Now I get it. We're on the road. So there's some of that. And Georgia's been the presumed number one for most of the season. So, okay. Makes sense. I'm a firm believer that you can't bet against Tennessee until a defense figures out how to stop the offense. Until then, I feel like you're just wasting money because it really doesn't matter about what people say about Georgia's defense or Alabama's defense at a, a high rate caliber offense like Tennessee's. Yep. I mean, they're going to be in any game. I mean, they're bound to win, obviously, most of the games that they have or even be close uh, if the offense can consistently score like they do, right? Yeah. the Kentucky had the right game plan of run the ball, chew up clock, try not to have Tennessee's offense too much. But the problem with that is the second you stop scoring – and Tennessee, the reason we beat teams is we get up 14 and then teams panic. Yeah. And they realize, okay, we got to score now. We're about to already be down three touchdowns. And then, and then the, immediately by the end of the first quarter, their game plan is out the window. Yep. And because, it, and Georgia's defense is good. But I don't think it matters. I really don't. Everyone has said that about all these teams. LSU, they're terrible on offense, but they got a great defense. Bama's got one of the top defenses. We made them look silly yep. over and over and over. Right. I I just think Hypel's scheme is that good. Yep. And Tillman's back in the fold now. He got a good game action last week to kind of get his legs back under him. Uh, I think this will be – I think my bold prediction is this will be Tillman's re-breakout party. Everyone's talking about Hyatt and all the things he's been doing. But Tillman was and is our number one receiver. He was hurt. I think Hyatt will now get all the attention. And so now this will be the game on the national stage where Tillman explodes and does what he does. Yeah, I was listening to Kirk uh, Herbstreit talk the other day. Is for a defense, it's so tough because you have a decision. You're going to load the box, which leaves you all this space and isolate receivers in space, or you play zone and, and leave five or six dudes in the, in the box, and our run game has been really good as well. So you kind of have to pick your poison. You know, you're listening to Kirby Smart talk about how Tennessee's offense is explosive, and Nick Saban talk about how Tennessee's offense is explosive. It's just – I, I don't know. Like in this day and age, I'll take good offense over good defense any day. And so I don't think Georgia has any chance to stop this offense. I really don't. I, I agree that that's the biggest difference uh, this year is we have a run game that is legitimate 
and Hooker's not afraid to run himself yep. and take the short throw. So we don't have a quarterback who thinks, I got to throw the deep ball. I don't care that there's two high safeties. We'll gladly take a five-yard run every play and be like, okay, right. we'll just keep doing this. And then we get you sleeping for one second, and then boom, 60-yard yep. touchdown pass. Yep. It's what we did at Kentucky. It's what we did at Bama. I, I don't know how you don't – I don't who – would have, who would feel confident playing Georgia minus eight? Yeah. Take the line. Have fun if you want it. There's yeah. no shot I'm giving you over a touchdown on us because and, and we're going to keep playing. Let's say we are losing. We're going to backdoor that. Yeah. And I normally would say, you know, what does Vegas want you to try to do? Probably take Georgia or try to take Tennessee so they can win money. But I don't know. They did, like, just, they did the same thing with Bama. You saw that did. Bama line going up the game, going up, going up, going yeah. up. Did. The, the, the thing that's scarier this time, this is the first time that the Sharps are betting Tennessee. Yeah. They were betting Bama last time early, but this time they've switched and they are betting the Tennessee line. So that's a little scary that that's finally happening, but I'm all for it. Come on country. Oh, yeah. Join the bandwagon. Welcome to, welcome to madness. Join the crazy Tennessee fans here. Let's roll. I love it. We have a couple of friends who are really uh, big time haters and they can try to continue to say things to us, but, we really don't have much of an argument right now. Yeah, I, I hate to spoil their secrets, but they're Kentucky fans. And let's just say the uh, the message boards got real quiet after about mm, halftime of that game. That game was over. I mean, it wasn't even close at half, to be honest with you. Um, but anyways, I mean, there are we other games. We were shooting score predictions back and forth, but never in my wildest dreams would I say, oh, Kentucky will score once, yeah. and that's it. And we'll score 44 points. Crazy. Oh we, uh, the biggest joke of all that was one of them had said to us, y'all act like 40 is your opening bid for your point scored in a game. And, and we were like, yeah, it, it is. <laughs> I'll take 40. Uh, but unfortunately, there are other games on Saturday, so maybe we should talk about a few of those. Um, it is a shame. The game that matters, I guess, second most to the game is LSU and uh, Alabama. LSU is a 13.5-point underdog. Against Bama, I don't know. I've, I kind of like the over there. I think I've been riding the SEC overs a little bit. They've been good. Um, yeah, typically supposed to be this defensive conference yeah. that doesn't give up points, but offense has taken over all levels yeah. of football. Yeah. I remember a couple of years ago we had a 12-9 national championship game, Alabama-LSU. That will never happen again, ever. No. Uh, unless no. something drastically changes with the rules, those days are over. Like That's not happening. They barely no. cross midfield the entire game. Yeah. Yeah, but another SEC game we got to talk about, one we texted about today was Kentucky-Missouri. Weird line movements up and down, favorites, underdogs. Right now it's sitting at a pick which is just crazy to me. Because um, hands down, Kentucky is the better team. Yeah, yeah. This is one of these lines, in my opinion, don't overthink it, just take Kentucky. Just don't. Like, you can't don't do it. Into, don't fall into Vegas' trap. Yeah, like – I don't know, like, what it is. Like, if you feel Kentucky is a better football team than Missouri, take Kentucky. Like, and get they are on the road, but I don't think it matters. Missouri's terrible. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you kind of blindly just bet Kentucky and then just hopefully it hits. Like, I, there's not much to say about that game. Uh, well, do, you, do you think there's any reason to wait? Because it's Rodriguez playing the running back. Did he get hurt in our game? I didn't Maybe think we should did. check on that. He was gimpy from previous. Um, game so i don't know we can check on that i mean he looked good against us he's a strong runner but i mean you might could even wait a little bit and see if the line comes down because it was kentucky i think it opened at like minus four yep and it's moved that much i wouldn't be surprised if it somehow 
for some reason swung the other way where you could even get them as an official underdog, which is extremely hard to believe, but that's, that's the way it's moving right now. Oh, I know it. And then the other SEC game is Florida, Texas A&M only to be highlighted that Texas A&M is a three point favorite. If, if A&M loses this game, it's going to be really hard to keep Jimbo Fisher. Uh, Dude, dude's on the hot Dumpsville, Mr. Jimbo. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like Florida there. Plus three uh, on the road. I don't know. It's the both, both these teams. I mean, AM's defense is great. Their offense has been uh, horrific, uh, for lack of a better word. Uh, but Florida's inconsistent in what they do. Uh, so that that's a scary game for me. But I, I, I if I'm playing aside, there's no way I'm, I'm betting on AM. Nope. On that, on that end, same thing as like the Georgia game. I'm not I'm not taking the favorite there. No shot. If I'm playing it, I'm playing Florida plus three. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I definitely will be playing Tennessee uh, just because you got to. And um, any other college games worth mentioning? Auburn think- fired their coach. They're on the road against Mississippi State. I don't know. A game that would have been interesting a while back was would be uh, Wake Forest, North Carolina State. That's lost a little momentum. In importance, the the other game that matters big time as far as rankings is Clemson at Notre Dame. Come and, on, Notre Dame! Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, there's no way I believe they do it. I'd love it if they somehow upset them because that would ruin Clemson. Uh, but I I think they're still planning to start DJ. And if you've listened to any of our podcasts, you know how I feel about that. Uh, they, I can't believe they're not turning to that freshman uh, who's been clearly showing he's better but Notre Dame is not a good team they're good defensively but their quarterback is terrifying like when he throws a ball you just assume it's a pick so I don't I don't know how you don't play Clemson minus three and a half here I mean hopefully it drops to minus three that'd be amazing but I don't know how you touch Notre Dame even at home they've lost to Marshall at home yeah I think you got to play Clemson but I will say number is 44 and a half if that's an under game, that does give Notre Dame a chance to stay in it. Um, if, it if it's an under game, 100%. Right. So, you know, I, I can't stay in Clemson. I think they're ter- not terrible. I, I think they're a bad football team this year. They're playing a terrible conference, and they're getting lucky each week. So, um, I shouldn't say bad football team. Worse than what their record shows for sure. Uh, but one game I, I do want to talk about, Michigan's a 26-point favorite over Rutgers. You're going to see these, like, top six or seven teams – at any chance that they can run up the score to prove their spot, I do think they're going to do it. Michigan is a line to look at. I don't know anything about Rutgers, not anything. I know just a little bit about Rutgers. They're not very good. 26 is kind of those numbers. Four touchdowns. Is Michigan four, t- four touchdowns better than Rutgers? I say yeah. Um, well, and Michigan is feeling burned right now from the, the rankings that just came out because their strength schedule has been awful. So what you said is is key. Now that rankings are out and coaches see where they stand, yeah, Harbaugh is going to look to lay the wood yep. in this game and try to erase any doubt and say, okay, yeah, we faced weak competition, but look, we beat them by 50. Right. Also, Alabama's Alabama two touchdowns better than LSU because it's the same sort of thing. Take away the rivalry for, for a second. If Bama can prove that they're a top six team, they're going to do it. And if you think they can – beat LSU by two touchdowns. If you reference Tennessee, okay, Tennessee rolls LSU at LSU. Destroyed them. How much better is Tennessee than Alabama? I don't know, but, I mean, I kind of like Bama there. I mean, I think that, – That's another one where if you're going to bet aside, it's Alabama because, once again, LSU doesn't deserve that ranking they got yep. at all. If you go and look at it, how are they ahead of Ole Miss, 
I, I don't understand. Like, and TCU is getting screwed, right? As far as where they should be ranked, I think they're underranked from where they should be. And so, looking at those rankings, LSU doesn't deserve their ranking. And again, Saban is mad right yeah. now yeah. Uh, with everything. And so, I think that they will come out, and he will not be Mister Nice Nick uh, for the next little bit. And he will look, especially because it's LSU anyway. They're they're going to want to beat them badly. Yeah. So again, just some numbers and some things that we'll look at before we post our plays. Um, but yeah, big day in, in college football for us. And it's, it's, a, it's a nice change after last week was pretty slow and yeah. pretty meaningless as far as number of big games. Absolutely. And this week is the exact opposite. There is big games everywhere. Right. So we'll transition to the NFL. Um where we can talk about the Eagles and Texans tomorrow night. Any thoughts on the 14-point spread there for the Eagles on the road? Oh, weird for us to talk about the Thursday night game. We're normally recording during it. Yeah. Um, I've been loving betting the Eagles' first half. That has hit, I believe, every single game so far this season. Uh, the scariest close one was to the Cardinals because they did a fake punt, but then they still failed to score right at the halftime end. Uh, but the Eagles are seven and a half I hate the hook for the first half spread. I hate, I hate three and a half, seven and a half is the worst. It's the worst. Three and a half for Eagles. I'll take it anytime. I don't, I ain't scared with that with them, but over a touchdown, gosh. And the Texans, again, they are not a good team. Derrick Henry just ran all over them and the Eagles can run. So that's terrifying. But the Texans are a better team at home. Yep. They, they play okay at home, but Davis Mills has looked bad. Brandon Cooks may not play out of pure aggravation of being stuck on that team still. Nico Collins, their second receiver, is hurt and already ruled out. I mean, Damian Pierce is great for a rookie running back, but when he's all you got and the Eagles have one of the top defenses in the league, I, I don't know how they, how they score. So, if anything, it'll be scary, but I think I play the under. That's yeah. how primetime games have been going. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think the Texans will score 10 points at all, and the Eagles have already shown a trend of we're going to murder people in the first half, and then we are just – Hertz isn't even going to barely throw in the second half. We're just going to run the ball. We're going to get out of there. We've yep. shown what we need to do, and we're good. 45 is the number there. That's, I mean, it's not incredibly low. Uh, we've seen lower. For so. for this season, that, that's, a, that's a pretty high number. I mean, we've seen 42 consistently as, a, as the new norm. You can right. no longer go off of the usual, like, 50 or 51 to be an average game. And, and like I said, the, the Texans, I mean, 10 points would be – they'd be happy to score that much. Uh, I'm going to look it up, actually. Their uh, their team prop total score is uh, 15 and a half. Yeah, I'll be playing the under on wow. that. No shot. Nope. They get over two touchdowns? No. They might get a field goal right before halftime if that's how it shakes out, but Ooh. no shot. There's a lock for you. There you go. Yeah, I, no shot. No way to have three zero. Oh, they hit a three-run bomb? Now they've been hitting a couple of base hits. Four zero now. Sack fly. Oh well, here we go. About to be tied up. This is it's being a good little World Series actually, and there's actually runs being scored, so it's actually kind of fun to watch. Yep. Um, other, oh, yeah. other NFL games. Like. Let's see. The game I like the most, I think, as far as the spread line right now, and it's early in the week. There's still a lot of injury reports to shake out. Uh, but the Dolphins minus five at the Bears. Why? Why? Why is the number so low? Why? Why? Yeah. The Dolphins are a top four team in the NFL, without a doubt, hands down. Two is back. He's healthy. They got reinforcements on defense from the trade deadline just now, so that got even better. 
yes, the Bears traded for Chase Claypool, but they don't throw the ball for it to matter. Uh, and the Bears' strength is running, but that is the Dolphins' strength as well on side of defense. I love Khalil Herbert. I think he's way better than Montgomery, but they're still not going to give him full carries. And Herbert is – or not Herbert. Um, Fields is running the ball more now as well on designed plays. So Claypool, good addition in real life. Fantasy, no thank you. You already weren't starting Darnell Mooney with any confidence just because they don't throw the ball. I mean, just Justin Fields over under every week is around 155 for passing yards. Do you want to have a receiver on that team hoping that you get a piece of the 150 yards from the quarterback? <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, so I'll take the Dolphins. They, I, I think they cover this minus five easily as long as it stays under a touchdown. I don't care that it's in Chicago. What about team totals 25 and a half for Miami? Over. They'll right. have they'll have 21 by halftime. 25 and a half. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm playing that over for Crazy. sure. I'm looking at that right now. The Bears 20 and a half. Mm-hmm. That, that one's a little scarier. But I might play the the over in that game, 45 and a half. I feel much better about that over just because yeah. the Bears have it, their offense is getting more competent. Yep. And the Dolphins can give up passing plays, but they score enough and fast enough that doesn't matter. Uh, the other weird line to me is Detroit Lions at home plus four to Green Bay. Now, granted, there's already some built in here with how bad Green Bay has been. But, yes, the Lions traded Hawkinson away, but he was not – the only game he got used was when everyone else was hurt, and he hasn't existed outside of that. I think the Lions are still a great offensive team. Obviously, they have no defense. But good news for them, Packers don't appear to have an offense either. They have two great running backs. They refuse to use one of them. And Aaron Rodgers still wants to prove he can throw the ball, but he has no one to throw the ball to. So I'm not even blaming Rodgers. I'd love seeing him be terrible because I think he's a bad human and a bad teammate with how he talks about people. So I love that side of things. But honestly, I don't even think this is on him. Alan Lazard is your best receiver. He's hurt. He's not playing. Romeo Dubs is a rookie, so he has rookie mistakes that he makes. I think he will be good eventually. But you have no one like to throw the ball to. What are you going to do? And so how do you take advantage of the Lions' bad defense? Uh, I, plus four at home. The Lions are hungry for a win. Their coach wants one badly. He doesn't care about draft stock. He wants to get a win. I might sprinkle the money line here even. But plus four over a field goal, yeah, take, taking the Lions plus four. I like it. The the other game that someone's going to have to explain to me this line is against two two birds here. You got the Seahawks at the Cardinals, and the Seahawks are underdogs. What does this team have to do for people to respect them? Okay, everyone hate on the Giants. They weren't as good of a team. They're still 6-1. and one. They still beat them. Geno Smith is still a top-five quarterback by every metric within passing yards that a QB can have. DK Metcalf played last week and will only be healthier. Same thing with Tyler Lockett. Uh, Kenneth Walker is legit as an NFL running back. And yes, the Cardinals have DeAndre Hopkins and he is looking back to form. Is. They still have one of, if not the worst coaches in all the NFL. Kyler Murray only can throw to Hopkins at this point. Ertz has disappeared. Marquise Brown is hurt. Rondell Moore, they're kind of trying to get going. Their running back, James Conner, might play again, but it's been hurt. Eno Benjamin, they refuse to use him, even though Eno Benjamin's like the Tony Pollard of their team. I just – I don't – there's just a lot of hype for people that thought the Cardinals were going to be and what the Seahawks – what we thought they were going to be, but we're we're nine weeks in at this point. Like, 
we've seen what we need to know from these teams. Give me the Seahawks as underdogs on the money line. I I don't I don't get it. Their defense is also looking better than the first five weeks, whereas Arizona's defense is middle of the road to subpar. Nope, no thank you. There, there's no part of that game that says that Arizona is better than the Seattle anywhere. Kicking game, defense, offense, no, nowhere. The the only other line for me that I can't make sense of, and I don't really want to play this game with money, is the Raiders at the Jaguars. Talk about two teams. Raiders had all this hype preseason. The Jags had all this hype three weeks into the season, and both of them have gone nowhere since week four on. But the Raiders looked broken versus the Saints last week. So maybe this is a get-right spot, and so that's why they're favored. They think they're going to be angry and come out and do it. But ETN for the Jaguars looks great that they've now that they've made him the full-time running back, but I don't know how you pick a side on either of these teams. The Jaguars' defense is better, but Trevor Lawrence is looking like last year where in the critical moment he doesn't know what to do and he throws picks. I have no interest in playing this game one bit. I just think it's a it's a weird line. Yeah, and then the, the one that could be talked about, Tennessee's a 12.5-point underdog, Kansas City. I mean, that's a pretty square number there with uh, two touchdowns beating the spread there. But um, I don't know. Maybe we'll have a point on that later. But, uh, yeah, it seems to be a, a weird week in NFL and a really good week in college football. And uh, there's a, a couple highlights that we threw out, things we like. And uh, hopefully we'll be uh, recording this podcast a week from now with Tennessee being 10-0. How about that? 9-0. I don't know, I don't know, something like that. I believe it can happen. What a what a wild time. If you'd asked me that preseason, no yeah. shot. I told the prof we gotta go ahead and book our, our playoff tickets. If if they if they win, if they win Saturday, we're booking playoff tickets. Has to. Have to. Now whether yeah. the location or not. Mm. SEC championship tickets, yeah. Because I don't know what happens. But then again, if we're undefeated in that game and lose, it's happened before where we would yeah. still get in the playoffs. So maybe, just maybe. Be Tennessee-Alabama rematch? I, I don't want that. I'm going to be honest. I don't. They're going to be so mad. Me either. It's okay. <laughs> Sometimes you uh, – I don't know. We'll see. Anyways, all right. Any other thoughts for us tonight? No other thoughts. Just make sure to follow us on Twitter at Coach and Prof, uh, especially since we're getting this podcast done on Wednesday of this week. Be on the lookout uh, as injuries and things kind of get more prevalently known for Saturday and Sunday. Check out the Twitter for our – up-to-date picks of what we will actually be playing at that point. All right. We appreciate everyone. We hope that you have a good rest of the week and a profitable. All right, Prof, take us away. Bet or don't bet, ladies and gentlemen. Either way, just have fun.